you are about to enter a great adventure. This is Strutting from Gorilla. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Strutting from Gorilla. Uh, today's episode is a WrestleMania review with a uh, returning guest of the podcast. Our buddy Mike Sarge Riley is back on the pod with us. Uh, we're going to review WrestleMania 39. Uh, quick reminder, you can find Mike on the socials at Sarge985 on Twitter and Instagram. You can hear him on 985 The Sports Hub. You'll also hear his voice over the PA at Gillette Stadium for the Patriots and the Revolution. Now, before we get back into that, let's uh, remind all you jabronis where you can find us on the socials on Facebook at SFG podcast, Twitter and TikTok at from underscore gorilla on the Instagram at SF gorilla pod. And our website is strutting from gorilla.com. And if you're listening to us on Apple podcasts, leave these guys a five-star rating and review. These jabronis would love it. So without further ado, let's get into this WrestleMania review. So Mike, just want to say welcome back. Number one. I think this is the quickest turnaround we've had of a guest that's come on the show and then come back on the show. Uh, well, thank you. And thank, thank you. you very much for that kind intro too, Mike. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, WrestleMania and, 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 and pumped me back here with you guys last weekend. I, I know you guys have a lot of thoughts about it. And uh, in, in definitely, I can tell you this right now, the two-night WrestleMania, uh, that ain't going nowhere because WWE is making hand over fist with cash um, it was the most profitable WrestleMania of all time. Uh, they said $21 million between the two days. Plus you add on the SmackDown the day before, and that money came in before the raw on that Monday. You guys have been to Wrestle NXT to stand and deliver. Of course, um, Mike, you've been to WrestleMania and, and Vito, have you been to mania? You have. Yeah, so I was actually at WrestleMania 14 when it was in Boston. Yes! Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We have a whole episode on it, and I did a write-up on um on our, our website about it. And uh, it was, it was one, I, I was what? I must have been 13, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. So I've been, and the atmosphere, especially in that time, yeah. uh, was a lot different. I mean, it was, it was wild. So, I mean, so, uh, you know, what was it like at, at, at SoFi, though? I mean, that, yeah. it looked unbelievable. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, in 14, obviously, arena. Now it's a stadium. So right. that's done. The last time WWE had a WrestleMania in a stadium was uh, Mania 22 in Chicago. Ever since then, it's been football stadiums here on out. That's been it. And uh, they're never going back. But SoFi Stadium, definitely, it's, it's really nice. Um, I'll tell you this. Los Angeles was cool, it, it, weather-wise. Um, it, it was probably... In the like, I, I got in there on that Thursday. It was rain, fifty-five degrees, and people around LA in winter coats. I'm like, this is actually pretty funny. Uh, you know, for us, we could probably be wearing shorts and so forth. But it was still cold out, and at nighttime, you know, probably about sixty degrees on Saturday. It actually hit seventy, but at nighttime, that temperature dropped. And thankfully, I was wearing a, a sweatshirt and jeans and all that. But some people, you could see them going right for the uh, merchandise stand, getting a hoodie on. And listening to people the day after in the bus that we took over to Mania, um, they were like, oh, I bundled up today because the outside of SoFi Stadium, it's not a dome. It's It has that roof over it, and it's not retractable either. 
the there are some holes in the stadium, if you will, from the end zones. So that's where the wind comes in. And you guys know that once the sun goes down, temperature drops. So it's it got a little cool. But what I did like about it, especially, is because a lot of those outdoor stadiums, you have to have the big poles up there over the ring. Uh, with that big stage, if you will. That's only if they don't have a roof. So that will be the case next year for Philadelphia if it rains, of course. Uh, Tampa actually experienced that problem a couple of years ago with the rain. So I like when they don't have to put those poles up there. It's a lot easier for sightline purposes instead of looking up at the, uh, you know, the, the, the video board. But overall, the crowd was amazing. People around me, I had both nights, a, a couple from... Um, Ireland. I had Indiana next to me. I had Virginia. I had uh, someone from uh, India, the country of India. It was amazing. Like you, you get to see people all around the world. It is the Super Bowl of wrestling, the atmosphere, the buzz going in was amazing. And it just kind of felt like at the end of it, WWE may have ripped the hearts out of everybody. It may have yeah. been a broken heart situation. Did you go to both nights? Mike, did. Or it did. You yeah. did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like night one better. I'm sure you guys did too, right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Night one was fantastic. It's it's just so hard to top that now, right? You, you know, I feel like it's kind of a growing trend where the last few years, that night one, since they've started going two nights, night one has been the better night overall. Agreed. Not that not that there aren't highlights in night two, but I think when it comes to how you structure the show, for some reason, they get it right with night one, just from bell to bell. And for some, like, there's always a little something funky about night two. Just something doesn't work, or you know, I I think this year night two was just like plagued by just some weird injuries, some strange stuff. I think threw the timing off of that show. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was um, I I I'm on board with you guys. Night one far superior to to night night two. I don't know what the difference was um, outside of maybe a couple snafus, obviously. Um, but it was much more enjoyable watching watching night one. I mean, um, fantastic. I, I I agree with you too, Sarge. I think yeah. that they. I think that you know the two nights is never going away oh, for no nothing for nothing more than the fact that they can get two giant audiences in two days. Oh yeah, it, it's 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 a cash grab. But yeah, yeah. I, as a fan, I I can't say I hate it either. Oh yeah, no. Um, because it's rather than having one giant card that starts at five o'clock and right. go until Thanks. one o'clock in the morning, right? Right. You don't want a, you, you don't want a ten hour show. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you too. Like being at Mania thirty five in New York four years ago, and that was mm -hmm. a major problem. Um, the fatigue just wore off. It, it, it really added on. I should say. Excuse me. Um, you're right. Start at five o'clock. You had that Andre the Giant Memorial <laughs> Battle Royal. Now they figured it out. They put it on SmackDown. You know, so yeah. shave a little off Way there. Better. Yeah, the, the main event did not start until midnight for crying out loud, and, and four years ago, um, and 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 I mean that's one of the good things that came out of COVID was uh, two mm -hmm. nights. So you know, so that that they're never going back, definitely. But it's hard when you have such a good show night one to try to reach the bar again, if you will, for night two, right? And when you have, uh, you know, there were the tag team titles change hands. Mm -hmm. SmackDown women's title change hands. Two great matches there. No titles change hands on night two. None of them. Um, the one, I think everyone, and, and, and that was part of my situation with the prediction going into it. Like, my heart was with Cody, but my, you know, my brain's like, they're not doing this. There, there's no way. And mm -hmm. 
But again, WWE got me. They they had me thinking at the last minute, like I still had my money on Roman, but I'm yeah. like, geez, if they didn't have any titles changed, this has got to be the one. This has to be. And right. of course, they swerve you again last second. And uh, it's just, I, I think that was a major letdown. Now, I'm not saying that there were going to be major, uh, you know, people throwing things at the ring and so forth for the Cody, but people were really upset. Very, very upset. It yeah. Was, it was Let me ask. Well, Let first, ask- I just want to find out, Vito, who yeah. threw that chicken in the ring? Did you oh, see that I saw that. Show? Yes. <laughs> who threw the chicken in the ring? I <laughs> saw like, that. like made that a meme now where just like every time Cody's down on the floor, they've just superimposed the chicken. <laughs> you know what? I, I saw that chicken after on social media, and I can't help but think about the uh, the Buffalo Bills incident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, yeah. Classic. Um, let me ask you this question. So first of all, I listened to the episode. I wasn't able to be on last time you were on, Mike. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. I listened to the episode, and you guys were both in agreement that you thought Roman Reigns was going to win. Am I correct in saying that? You guys are yeah. both yeah, yeah, both adamant, which I got to give you credit for. Yeah, I have to issue an apology because I was completely against that fact. I was like, there is no way uh, Mike, Roman Reigns. Vito, Vito, hold on. Mike, Vito, acknowledge us. acknowledge us i acknowledge you Ah. Um, there you go i have to issue that apology because listen this is my thoughts and i I don't know how you guys feel but roman has to lose at some point and building up to this story um i i I don't know who is going to beat him and everything you know lined up perfectly where if there was anybody that was going to do it this story made sense right Mm -hmm. and you know it was crazy that he didn't win, but I also feel that it's only going to build Cody's following. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, 100%. yeah, I feel like it's only going to, the fans are only going to be more invested in Cody. Right. So I think this is going to be one of their longer storylines, but I'm curious what you guys think, because it was really interesting. Well, I think that this doesn't, I think one, the Twitter outrage was the, like, I've never seen, like it, it was, I remember, la- I think it was last year or the year before, whenever Bianca lost in like 15 seconds or whatever, people were just like up in arms about that. This this like superseded that. The The amount of heat online about this decision to have Cody lose, I I, I can't understand how people are so react. I mean, I guess I do understand that people are incredibly reactive when it comes to pro wrestling. But I don't think this hurts Cody as much as people think it hurts Cody. I think if you if you play this out right, which I think that's more of the issue here is whether WWE can do that. If they play this out right, this can be a, a an interesting scenario where you know maybe it's like a year long process. Maybe they they shorten it and they fast forward it to SummerSlam and there's a big rematch. But you can play this where it's you know I, I, for some reason I have like the 2012 Cena thing that comes to mind. You know he. It's that huge match. He has to win this match. And all the buildup was that match against The Rock, and he loses. And and it's almost like if you put the pictures next to each other at the end of WrestleMania that those years, they look almost identical. And I just can't help but wonder if they're they're channeling bits and pieces of that with what they're gonna do with Cody. I don't you know, what do you think, Mike? Yeah, no, I, I think you're definitely you, you you're spot on with that. And then to uh, Vito's question with the who and when, um, mm. that's the million dollar question here. And, um, you know, I think the overall picture is Roman Reigns and they're protecting him 
to get to 1,000 days. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, I mentioned with Mike here a couple of weeks ago that that's why I was very ear on the side of caution of Cody Rhodes winning the championship because, and let me just make that clear, the championship, not the universal title, which Roman Reigns has held for close to a 1,000 days. Uh, as we know, he got the WWE championship from Brock Lesnar just over 365 days ago, meaning 38. But they're very close to a thousand. I think it's going to be in uh, June or, or May. It's be- yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's close. Yeah, yeah right. so I think they look at it from that standpoint, like, let's just get it here. Um, but, like, in a, I saw Freddie Prince Jr. make a point, um, and he's a movie guy, but he, he made a point the other day saying, you know what, I he understood the thousand-day thing, but it's almost like if it's so good – to pull the trigger, why didn't you just do it? It's almost mm-hmm. like a bad, and he used the, the terminology, bad ending to a great movie. And it's it, it's like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I can see that. Yeah. But to uh, what Mike was saying, to get out another match here between the two of Cody and Roman, absolutely 100%, and then to almost have to go through all the obstacles, which we saw a brutal beatdown from Brock Lesnar on Monday right. night, Ross sucked, by the way. It was terrible. Terrible. Uh, oh, just awful. I, I didn't even watch it. I just saw what was on Twitter, and I was like, this is fine. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I you didn't miss all it. I needed to see. Yeah, it's it's really an overhyped Raw. It really, every year, it's, I don't know. But Brock Lesnar comes out there, so that is probably going to be the first stage to get back uh, right. to the top of that championship level there. And when you think about it, like, listen, a year ago now, Cody Rhodes was off to the races. There's no hiding mm-hmm. behind that. And then he tears his peck in June, and that's it, gone. So Cody really, WrestleMania had his big moment, a debut. He had a couple good matches with Seth Rollins. Um, I mean, you want to look at Backlash, he did pull his tights. They kind of cheat on that there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know. But here he is coming back at the Royal Rumble, entering 30th. So you didn't really, like, I think the story of that Royal Rumble was Gunther. Right, he yeah, was in there. We all time. agree. Absolutely, yeah, we all agree on that one. 100%. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's great that you can come back, but for number thirty entrant, I think now WWE is like, well, we it's not your fault you got hurt, but we want to uh, make some more money off you here, kids. So let's go. Hmm. Uh, let's give no. you the championship. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So I, I'm curious to see how that all pans out. I know obviously it's a controversial ending, but um, let, let me ask you this question and. Um, uh, Mikey Cash, you can you can start off first here. Outside of outside of that match, uh, mm-hmm. what 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 was your match of the the weekend? It's got to be Charlotte and Rhea to me. Uh, I mean that that wasn't just a a match of the weekend in in my view. I know it's only April, but I was like, this feels like a match of the year candidate to me. This was it, it was just incredible physicality. I've already watched this match twice because I just want to. I, I you know I watched it that first time just. That with with the the baby eyes, you know. The, the, but now I, I've been able to watch it again and just like dissect it a little bit. And there's such great psychology in that match. The physicality is unbelievable. The crowd was just with them throughout that whole thing, and the way they just they paced it, the way they structured it, how they were able to bring, like just take us along for this ride was incredible. And, and credit to to Charlotte, you know, it, it obviously Rhea, you know, but I, I really think. You know, this is a credit to, and, and you know, I posted about this a, a couple of days ago on on the socials. But the four horsewomen, man, 
it's just a testament to how these women have changed the game. When you look at the women's matches over the last like three or four years, Sasha and Bianca had an all timer. Becky and Bianca now here. I mean, one of the you know a common theme there is Bianca too, but also uh, you know Charlotte, Becky, Sasha. You know, even Bailey had her WrestleMania moment this year. I, you know, those those women have absolutely changed the game. But uh, really, Charlotte and Rhea were just incredible, incredible. I, I hope to see them fight again down the line. Yeah, no, that was a great match. I I, I couldn't agree more. Um, uh, what about you, Sarge? What, what what was yours? Being there live and in person, what what which one was your favorite? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Rhea Charlotte one was amazing. I'll, I'll go with another one in just a moment, just to touch on that. Rhea, Rhea Ripley is my favorite uh, mm-hmm. superstar for the female side. Uh, been a big fan of hers for years, and and really, it, it, I was very disappointed three years ago when she lost to Charlotte. And Mania 36 without the crowd. I mean, she got robbed of not having a match with the crowd there. And it's like, do you really have to put the title on Charlotte? It's the NXT one. Let her have her breakthrough. I was very concerned for Rhea Ripley for her status as a superstar after losing that. Because essentially, she kind of did. It took a while to get back up. Um, I know she had the tag team with um, Nikki Cross for a little bit. And it just, it took a while. But Judgment Day... May have been one of the best things for her, but when you look at her in the stable there, she was kind of in the backside, the backstory of it. Yeah. Now I think this elevates her right to the front for uh, Judgment Day. So a uh, big moment there for Rhea Ripley and um, to beat Charlotte Flair, who will probably go down as the greatest women's wrestler of all time. She's on pace to do that. That's a huge moment right there for her. Um, the the other one, which is a very close 1A for me, was the uh, Intercontinental title. Uh, Gunther, oh. Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. Yeah, it just it was just so exciting. These three, they know each other so well. And what we saw with Sheamus and uh, Gunther at Clash of the Castle, I, I just thought that we were, you know, probably going to have another really good. And they called it a banger of a match. It was, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> right. And 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 the triple threat where Drew could screw up the formula and. Uh, but he was he was great the whole time. Everybody on their feet for it. Um, that was huge for night two. That was huge because coming off of that night one momentum to keep everyone on their feet and alive like that, uh, that was a great, great match. Yeah, those those. OK, so you guys took the two that I also really, really liked. So I couldn't agree more. The the um, the triple threat match, I thought, was one of the more hard-hitting matches that I have seen. Yeah. I mean, I, they weren't holding back. And, um, you know, Mikey Cash and I talked about this, and uh, Gunther is just a workhorse, man. He is, like, um, he is making that Intercontinental proud. Like, that is the, the title of the workhorse mm-hmm. uh, on the roster, and he he does great. I love watching him. Um, so I, I couldn't agree more. I, I'm going to give you a different one, though, mm-hmm. that I really liked, which I think – you know, Mikey Cash, I think you're going to find this surprising. Um, but uh, I'm going to tell you that I really enjoyed the Seth Rollins-Logan Paul match. I knew um, you were going to say that. I I'm going to be it. honest with you. And <laughs> and here's the sad thing. Uh, sorry, just so you know, yeah. I, I absolutely despise when celebrities come in. Um, but really? I, have, I, I do. Because it takes, for me, for so long, I wwe was trying to build up all these young guys yeah. and then they just kept bringing people in taking their spots and it's like what are you doing it doesn't make any sense right. but i gotta I, I gotta give logan paul credit 
Uh, he's a different breed, man. He it, It's crazy. I think Triple H said it on the press conference after. Like, it, he has no right being that good. No. Right? right. Like, and, and the match was great. Like, I thought the story was great and how they ended it with, uh, you know, him drinking the prime and then um, yeah, yeah. jumping on his partner there. I just, I <laughs> yeah, thought it yeah. was great. Um, and and uh, kudos to, to both of them. Uh, was it the best match th- throughout? Uh, probably not, but it was much better than I had expected. Yeah, you know, I, I still look at the celebrity match, uh, the greatest one of all time, two years ago, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. And uh, I, I just, what Bad Bunny did, he trained you know, day after day at the NXT facility going into that WrestleMania for months and it paid off. Uh, I, you know, it, you're, I'm with you there. The celebrity thing. It's like, all right, they want their payday. WWE needs a cash aid too. I get it. Uh, but that was a good one though. It was, people were very into that. And man, Seth Rollins, his, his theme music. So over. Okay. Yeah. So over. Unbelievable. So over. <laughs> right. And if there's a guy that deserves a championship run, it's Seth Rollins because yeah. he's done everything asked for him. You know, mm-hmm. he was part of the shield for crying out loud. He knows Roman Reigns very well. I know he lost him at the Royal Rumble. Uh, was it 2022? Um, but yeah, he he's the kind of guy that deserves to be in that main event picture, if you will, uh, if they're going to look for an opponent for Roman for the time being. I think I think the the Seth Rollins piece, if he if Cody had won the belt or if he does down the line that feud could go on forever. They put on such a great feud. And I don't know if they're, if it's like a shoot or a work or what they're doing, but I've heard multiple times from both of them that they legitimately do not like each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little bit, but you know what though? It's, it's, we, sometimes wrestling needs a little bit of that. All right. It's it's okay. It's all right. Not, not everyone's going to get along. You don't have to like all your coworkers in this case a little bit of that hatred can go a long way for a good story that it comes off as way more organic to the crowd. It doesn't feel like they're reading off the script. And when they say, I don't like you. Yeah. Right. Uh, and Shawn Michaels. Right. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. But <laughs> yeah. you know, there's, I, I really give Seth Rollins a lot of credit because for a guy who hasn't really had a title, yeah. uh, you, he, everything he has done has seemed important. Yeah, and I think that's a credit to Seth. It and is. so, I do think that part of this year long, uh, I, I'm in my head, it's going to be a year long journey for Cody. I could yeah. see him winning the rumble again next year, but I think Seth is going to be part of that journey for him. He's going to, it's going to be Brock. It'll be Seth. I think Gunther's going to be up there too. Maybe yeah. Finn Balor. I think he's going to have to like, it's going to be like fighting through mortal Kombat. You know, he's going to have to go up to, to finally get back to Roman as the boss. Didn't he have the, um, what was that match in AEW with MJF? The stages, the nine stages match. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it was. Um, what was it? it? He basically made him go through like like nine different like challenges, and some of them were were wrestlers. I know he had to fight Wardlow in like a cage one yes. time. Like Remember he had to earn his way too? up to him. Yeah, they could do. Yeah, there could be definitely elements of that throughout yeah. this year. They could sprinkle it through. I see a parallel here with that. Yeah. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I know they won't say it, but obviously Brock Lesnar get him right away. Like, whoa, that's like, a tough one. like yeah. what a first stage. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Start yeah. off with a boss. Yeah. Right. Cody's nine stages of hell or something, you know? <laughs> uh, it, uh, okay. So we, we talked about the stuff that we liked. What was something that maybe disappointed you? What was the, the match that didn't live up to the expectation? Oh boy. Um, I, I mean, I'll be on hell in a cell. Maybe. I don't know. It just like, 
I, I love Edge. Uh, sorry, let me. That's strong. I like Edge. Um, Finn Balor. I I like him too. He just. I I don't. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't get the appeal. I don't get it. Um, and maybe that's because I'm an I'm a diehard Undertaker guy, and he is the original, you know, dark character, if you will. And I'm like, nothing's gonna top that. So I I, I fully admit I'm, you know, might be biased on that there. But like these two, they've had their. And I'm I'm glad Edge won. I'm glad he did because he did. Um, you know, Beth Phoenix took the the hit there from the Judgment Day. Edge formed Judgment Day. I, I just hope that's the end of the story here because yeah, yeah like yeah. where are we going? What what are we doing here? You know. So Edge won. Um, match was okay. I thought it was it was good. It was a good match, but I'm like, yeah. Eh, do, do we need this right now? Like especially night two where. I think you got to really put the, the foot on the gas to keep it going. Um, and I'm not saying it was a letdown, but it was like, eh, I, I expected more. I, I agree with you, Mike. And, and I, I, but I think I was on here a couple weeks ago saying that that was the match I was looking forward to the most. And I was, I wanted to like it more than I did. Yeah. And I do think part of it was that injury. I mean, he got his head busted open. Finn Balor did. I mean, did you see the gash on Instagram? He posted a picture of it. That thing was, I mean, that was no joke. I mean, I can see why they needed to just like basically stop the match for a minute. And what they put a numbing agent in, they stapled his head briefly so that he could finish the match. So I think there was a lot about that that was probably changed right on the spot once he got that. Because they were probably worried about concussions too. I mean, if you've got a gash like that in your head, odds are you might also have a concussion. Oh, yeah. So I, they, I think they might have just said, okay, you need to like wrap this up in the next few minutes. Cause it was shortly after that he gets on the table, he goes through it and boom, he's, it's over. So exactly. that's uh that was unfortunate for, for me. I, I wanted to like Oscar and Bianca more and I love those two. Yeah. And it was just like, I felt like the whole story didn't feel right. Something just didn't feel like it clicked. Yeah. And, and I don't know it. I don't blame them. I like. I think they did a great job. Uh, it's it was a hard hitting match, but uh, just wasn't. I think just not what I've come to expect from both of them at this point. I I think that the build up to that match was very underwhelming, and yeah. it's like okay, whatever. But I will say, I I actually did enjoy that match. It was okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, that's. I think that could have been swapped. For night one, maybe Rhea, yep. Charlotte, night two, and this on night one. Yeah. If you're not going to change yeah. title, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Bianca Belair, I mean, that, that's something to start talking about now. She's 3-0 and at WrestleMania. Oscar mm-hmm. is 0-3 oh at WrestleMania. So, <laughs> you know, so that's something right there. And then the other one, when uh, Bianca Belair beat Sasha Banks for the title a couple of years ago, Sasha never won a WrestleMania match. Never. Never. So that was, I think that was more of a storyline. Obviously, she's gone now. But the fact that Bianca's on her way, um, that's something to keep in mind right there for her. Um, and she's been champion for a whole year. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Probably longer if you take out the Becky Lynch situation that happened. No, I think oh, it's a, yeah, the I, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it actually is a year now because she won it from Becky Mania. last year at WrestleMania. Yeah. Correct. Right. So it's like a legit year. Yep, so. yep. correct. Yeah, like like uh, Vito said, yeah, it would have been probably two years exactly. Yeah, would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy situation. So mine, I- I'm gonna tell you what mine is, and mine's actually one that's not even on the card. Uh, Bobby Lashley. 
I think it's a shame oh, that he wasn't. Yeah. I think it's a shame. Okay, so this is a two-parter, right? Number yeah. one, it's a shame that Bobby Lashley wasn't on the card and we didn't get to see the buildup with Bray Wyatt. Have no idea what's going on there. Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt has been the, the craziest situation because he came in in October. He's wrestled one match, yep. and he, he he brought a ton of eyeballs with the whole guerrilla campaign of him coming back. And Lashley's been on fire and yep. doesn't even get a match at WrestleMania. So that that was tough. But the other part of it was there was supposed to be an L.A. Knight Bobby Lashley type of match. And I would have loved to see that probably more than the Bray Wyatt match. I love L.A. Knight, and, it, and we never got to see it. So I was a little disappointed in that. Um, yeah. if, if we're talking about some sort of the disappointments other, other than that, I, 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 I agree with you guys. I think, um, the Bianca Belair and, um, I agree with the edge piece too, mm-hmm. Sarge. I think yeah. the, what's crazy about edge is I'm in the same camp. You are, I like edge. Don't love him. Yeah. I think his problem is he like oversells himself in yes. his intensity and like you sit there and it's like, you, you his eyes are going to pop out of his socket and you can't <laughs> right. do that. The entire match. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I just, I, I look at Edge where, and, and I mean, it's amazing that he came back. He, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Agreed. Yeah, he should have been done. You know, so lucky to have had um, this second run here. It's amazing. Um, but when, I don't know, just something in that match didn't flow. The hell in the cell. It's not the easiest to watch when you're super far away in a stadium. I think it's more, it's better for an arena. Um, I'm, and, and I, you know, not bragging, I had good seats. I was in the hundred level, but it's still hard to see from that distance area. Hell in mm-hmm. a Cell is a lot of detail. Hell in a Cell is made for television. There's no hiding yeah. behind it. It is made. It's like football. It's made for TV. The games it's much better to watch at home. A lot of the time. Um, and that is what it was made for. In fact, all of WrestleMania is for that matter, but Hell in a Cell is, is strictly a television match. And, I don't know. I just didn't really get into it there. And and the, the gash in the head, I didn't even see that, you know, that's how far yeah, away. Right. You know, they yeah. try to cover that up. Um, yeah. No, well, that's so. complete. That's completely fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where, where do we go from here? So obviously this is, this was triple H's first uh, WrestleMania uh, at the helm of creative. So we think it might um, be his yeah. last. Depending yeah. On how things hold, are going. The phone, hold the phone. Right. Yeah, right. So, I mean, personally, I thought it was great. The hype building up to here, the storylines. I can't tell you how many times in the past we have gone into WrestleMania and we don't even know the card, We, you know, yep. or they change it up. The storylines aren't great. It's been the biggest complaint me and Mike, Mikey Cash have had here for years. And I thought yep. this one was was overall the buildup was fantastic. And, and I was invested right in a lot of different matches. But but what what happens here, right? You have the sale of the company. You got Vince McMahon back involved. Like, what what do you guys think is going to happen? Oh, man, that's a tough one because like, so much news came out of WrestleMania weekend where uh, there's the, the ending with Cody and Roman, and then right after that, we're finding out that that WWE is now part of Endeavor, right? And so. I mean, one great jokes about being future endeavored there on <laughs> on social media was really fantastic. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but I really don't know what's going to happen from here. I mean, you got Vince walking around looking like Dick Dastardly from Wacky Races and, uh, <laughs> going, on, going on MSNBC. I had uh, him as the American version of Zorro. Just for the- oh, <laughs> oh, 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 nice, so nice, a lo- also a great, also great. great. There's so many good options for him. Yeah. Uh, a, 
you know, oh, John Waters kind of looks like that too. So there's there's so many good ones, so many good yeah. ones. But um, either all of them are creepy. But I, I mean, you got him kind of doing this little press tour, saying I'm not going to be involved in the we, you know, in the weeds and creative. And then I, I think everybody saw what happened on Raw. So and and all the the reports and stuff out there. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Maybe this is something where we we have to give it time and just see where you know, how, how the dust settles with all of this once mm. the, the purchase is finalized and, and all the, the new leadership structure is officially put into place. But I don't know. I mean, I have, I have worries about what happens to Triple H being the head of creative. I'm not sure. I don't trust that they wouldn't do something and, and end up sort of undermining a lot of the work that he's been trying to do. Yeah, and, and, you know, for Vince to come back, I mean, he's really in this whole situation here like the cat with nine lives because he goes out there in July, and it was actually at the SmackDown in Boston that day where he announced the retirement. Brock Lesnar apparently left the building and so forth. They had to get him back. Um, but Vince makes the announcement that he's retiring. But that was the whole scandal situation with uh, right. these, these women coming forward and everything. And... Then you see him kind of work his way back. But go look at the track record of Vince McMahon. I mean, he's yeah. got, he had the steroid scandal. He should have been in jail in 93. You know, he's so lucky. Hogan testified in his favor. Um, all these other, like I said, I'm not saying you're going to jail for women stuff, for the, you know, not uh, for hush money, but it's your image. It's your legacy. And he is just unbelievable. Like the fact that he is able to come back have the board um, from the business talking now from mm-hmm. the, the board, get in your favor there and be the executive director of um, Endeavor here, the new company. <laughs> he's, he's going to oversee everything and WWE is his baby. There's no hiding behind it. So for triple H to have done what he did the last 10 months, which was awesome. And now it kind of feels like uh, a little bit that maybe the hot air came out of the balloon. Um, Right. I, I would be very concerned here as a fan, but uh, time will tell. But ultimately, Triple H could just be a uh, yes man uh, sort of thing to Vince going forward. Whatever he says, he'll do. Yeah, that's a great point. I um, I look at it this way. You know what's funny is, uh, do you remember the CM Punk pipe bomb? Oh, uh, yeah. Many years yeah, ago? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. One of the things he says in there is um, Vince McMahon is a millionaire who should be a billionaire. And what happens? Vince McMahon sells the company for $9 billion, right? <laughs> so like, that's the thing. Like you, you don't have to like Vince McMahon, but I, I feel like everybody who's a wrestling fan has to respect him oh, yeah. because of what he's done. It's just his time in creative is over. What he did before uh, is, is, is not the same as what's going on today. And he needs to adapt. The good thing as a fan though, Sarge, you mentioned, yeah. um, the good thing as a fan is we have an alternative. Correct. There is AEW. Mm-hmm. Is it at the level of WWE? No, but it's a viable option that you can watch. And they have the ability, if WWE screws up, they have the ability to, 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 mm-hmm. To take these eyeballs where wrestling's really hot right now, yep. if they can put a, a good product up and WWE goes down the old rabbit hole that they went down. Well, the, the other problem there, um, Vito, to your point with AEW, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I will say this. So I think AEW, uh, I'm sorry, WWE had a prime, which they did, 
and, and they, they took full advantage of AEW there with the CM Punk situation last year 100%. in right in Chicago. And, and and I'm sorry, I may be in the minority here, but I'm not sorry. I think CM Punk is the most overrated wrestler <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Okay. You heard it there first. He <laughs> him him and Goldberg. Right there. Don't get us started on Goldberg. Don't get us started on Goldberg. All right, good. There you <laughs> go. I got a I, Goldberg side story for it. I want to say it on the air. I'll tell you afterwards. Really, okay. that, true reason why you will not like Goldberg. I'm sorry. I don't like him. Uh, so the CM Punk thing, though, is funny because um, I think Mike is probably in your camp. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm not totally disagreeing with you. The one thing I'll say I like about CM Punk is that when he was in WWE and he had that top spot, you can like the guy however you want. But it felt real when he had his feuds mm-hmm. with Triple H and yeah, Vince yeah. McMahon. Yeah. And like we, it was almost like I was on his side, right? Because yeah. WWE sucked at that time. I yeah. did not enjoy watching it. And for him to come out and say, hey, listen, like it's not great right now and you mm-hmm. need to fix it. And I'm trying to do that, but you guys won't let me. Right. And I think that's what makes people like him. Right. Um, outside of that, wrestling-wise, yeah, he's all right. You know, I, I think he's a smart wrestling guy. Uh, but but I, I, I agree there. I agree. Yeah, he's just, yeah, you know, and 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 I don't want I don't want to drift too far away from from WrestleMania, but yeah, yeah. you know, sorry, yeah, the, the whole I I feel I feel I have a very complicated relationship with CM Punk because I do <laughs> agree that I almost feel like it's changed over time. When when the whole pipe bomb thing happened, I think he was saying what a lot of fans were thinking, and so it, it got a lot of us behind him, and I I identified with what he was talking about. Over time, though. You know, the, it, it started to, to sort of morph and, and and I don't know exactly how it started to deteriorate with him, but, uh, you know, he comes back to AEW. I, I found myself celebrating that. I thought it was cool. It's like after all this time, the guy finally comes back and it was nice for a little while. And then within the span of a year, it again, it, it sours and deteriorates and, and you can't help but look at the facts and say, well, there's one common denominator here. Yep. And, and, and that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, he's. He was great. I think I, I doubt I'll we'll probably see him in a wrestling ring again, you know, and, and I don't feel like I read necessarily need to. I don't think he needs to at this point. It's no. it's done. You had your time. You know, you had you had a nice little reunion tour um, in AEW, but unfortunately it ended the way it ended. And so, you know, I'm I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine if I don't see him wrestle in a ring again. Yeah. No, I think those are all all great points, guys. And um, to, to reel it back into to WrestleMania, because yeah. we, uh, Sarge, we like to do this all the time. We go oh, down rabbit holes. Yeah. Oh, we awesome. do it all the it time. And we, some of us have to reel us back in. But um, <laughs> I, one thing we didn't talk about, and I want to get into, um, is the uh, the Hall of Fame. We didn't, uh, we haven't touched on that yet, uh, and the Rey Mysterio Dominic match. And I kind of wanted to get you guys' opinion on that. Um, Sarge, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I thought that match was awesome. And this mm-hmm. was a huge breakout for Dominic Mysterio. I I thought that um, initially Ray would go out as a retirement. They didn't set it up that way up until almost a week before the match made it official. But I think this gives you more opportunity for these two to feud again, which mm-hmm. if you look at it, WWE is in Puerto Rico next month. So the Spanish population is huge right there. Uh, especially with uh, Bad Bunny and, and everything, too. Um, so uh, very excited to see where this goes here. They made it personal. 
Dominic Mysterio looked really good in that match. Uh, but you know what? I think Ray is probably going to retire at some point. We will get a retirement match, and his yeah. son will be the one to defeat him there. He'll do the honors for him. Uh, but overall, congratulations, Ray Mysterio, going to the Hall of Fame. Very happy for him. He deserves it. That entrance for Dominic, by the way, was oh. uh, was unreal. It was so good. I, him coming out to the mask from, what was it, ho- the Halloween Havoc mask he had on? Yeah. Oh, my God. Dominic is, like, really coming into his own, isn't he, as a heel? It's it's so good. And you, the, I'm thinking about something you said earlier about the Judgment Day and how initially, like, you know, Rhea was sort of in the background, and even Dominic when he was in there. You know, I feel like that was there to sort of put Balor and Priest over, and what's happened is is Rhea and Dominic have really shined from that group. They really sort of come out of that so strong that they could probably break out on their own at this point and, and hold it. But uh, yeah, that, that match was actually a lot of, it was like just like a lot of fun to watch. The story was really good. I even, I even liked that the sister got involved, like the whole family, the whole Mysterio family was involved in this match. It was, it was just a lot. It was really cool to see. Really yeah, I, I I thought it was great. Um, you know, uh, was it the best match of the night? No, but I think the storyline was cool. I I was going back and and trying to figure out when the last time there was a father versus son match, and uh, the only yeah. ones that I could think of were Shane versus Vince, Vince. or or Shane versus actually Shane versus Stephanie. Uh, yeah. So I mean, um, Vince versus Stephanie. So well, did you hear them on commentary yeah. trying trying to say it without saying it? Because I think yeah. they didn't want to overshadow it by like bringing up the owner as the the only like wrestler that to right. have a father son match. But yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. So I thought it was a great, I thought it was an okay match. I had no problem with it. Um, uh, I thought it was cool. Just the dynamics of that one piece. Uh, but as far as the hall of fame goes, I thought it was very lackluster. Um, I, I, I think it was kind of pieced together last minute. And quite honestly, I think we've talked about this before, uh, Mikey is, um, with, with the hall of fame, you know, if you have 10, 10 people going in every year at some point yeah. you're going to run out of people. They, they, they inducted themselves into a corner over the years because they, they have. because those classes were huge at one point and, and the speeches were out of control. What, what was like the, the most famous one was like the Mr. T thing, you know, talking about his mom and like Kane yeah. had to come out and like take him out. Like, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think the Hall of Fame gym, right? <laughs> yeah. He's still talking somewhere. You know, it's, it's great. I think, it's nice for these wrestlers to have that kind of honor from from their peers and from us, from the audience, to sort of thank them for all of you know what they've contributed over the years. Yep. But I I don't find myself invested in the Hall of Fame. I rarely watch it. I'll sort of the the best I do is the highlights that they'll show, and and I think that's great. You know, it sounds like you know Stacy Keebler had like a, a really cool speech. I mean, you you know, I guess one thing that taught me was that I didn't realize how much of a fan she was of the business before she was ever actually involved. You know, so that that was kind of cool. Um, I did like what they did with Rey Mysterio and Dominic. I thought that was really cool that they still incorporated, you know, the story in there, you know. Yep, yep. Keep me alive, brother. You know, so that was, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool too. I'll tell you guys right now, I was um, fortunate enough to be a guest of Brutus the Barber Beefcake at his 2019 Hall of Fame induction. And that was the actual, like, real last one where they had a full Hall of Fame night. Now yep. they parlay it into SmackDown and, and everything. But uh, that was the last one pre-COVID. Um, so we had um, – they rolled out the bells and whistles. This was in New York. 
So we, we had to meet at the uh, the Marriott in New York there. We took the bus over with WWE. You know, it was sitting right in front of me, too, which was really cool. Doing her makeup and checking a selfie was Mandy Rose. It was oh. unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, wow. Nice. Um, cool side story, too. I'll brag moment. Uh, I sat on the bus <laughs> next to Kane on the way over. We had a full chat talking. Sorry, let me phrase that. Glenn. Uh, <laughs> so it was really cool. But they rolled out the bells and whistles, went over to the Barclays Center. And if you were a guest... You were, uh, it's similar to what the, the garden has with the legends downstairs there in the concourse area for the, uh, the VIP folks there. They had us in one of those rooms and mm. we're hanging out there and got to go out into the entrance. We're on the floor in the first four rows. That was the hall of fame where Bret Hart got attacked by the fan. Yeah. Um, right. and initially thought it was a whole thing, but it, yes, it, it's long. Um, it drags, they do have a time limit. They do. They're very clear on that there but i think they made a good move to put it after smackdown now because it's just like it didn't even sell out the whole place did not sell out there why do it a night to take a whole night for it when you can double it up for um you know like a two-hour thing and a smackdown um right after that there while everyone's still there and i think last year was really tough to top with uh the undertaker that speech yeah. was amazing mm-hmm. uh and, and he was the highlight uh, Hall of Famer going and Ray Mysterio, obviously the Hall of Famer, the, the highlight Hall of Famer this year. Um, so I, I, to long answer short, I did not see the speeches. I, I heard, uh, I saw the production has gone down dramatically since how they did it before for the one night thing, but um, it's still a, a nice honor. But some of those guys, yeah, a lot of them gone in, but a lot of them should be in and they're not. Um, right. You know, I look at like demolition, they should be in there. Um, I, I think Bam Bam Bigelow should be in there, Mm -hmm. you know, um, is Miss Elizabeth in? I don't think think so. No, she she needs to be. Lex Luger should be in. What about Sid? Yes, he should. All right. All right. We've, we've had, we had a whole episode a couple of years ago about this and we went back and forth. One that's in now that wasn't at the time was, uh, Vader. Vader Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, I think, you know, but I, the problem is a lot of those guys had uh, that lawsuit against Vince, and I know. I know. Yeah, and Demolition yeah. was right on there. Yep. So that's another, that's kind of tricky. My favorite my favorite part of the, the weekend was Virgil tweeted out a tweet that was like, I want to thank everyone for me being inducted to the Hall of Fame this year <laughs> and, like, had a big thing, like, Virgil's getting inducted. I was dying laughing. There's it, it, you know, he's always just trying to ride the coattails of somebody. You see him at all the events. Like he's at like the car show down the yep. street. Yep. It's fantastic. It's oh, fantastic. Yeah. He's bad news. That guy. Good. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Holy jeez, He is crazy, man. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a nice honor. And obviously the celebrity wing now too. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Andy Kaufman went in. I, the, the, the disappointing factor there is that Jerry Lawler's just, um, uh, yeah. getting over a stroke so he right. was not able to uh be there for that but um yeah it's it's a nice nice night for everyone all involved and, and obviously a great honor too yeah so i i i want to make sure that we don't go through a wrestlemania pre, like review episode and don't talk about sammy ko versus oh, yes. the yeah. i mean I mean, we we talked about how disappointing it was to have all this build up and don't and have the terrible ending for Roman and Cody. 
But we had the exact opposite of that on night one. That was just a beautiful story, wasn't it, guys? It was. It was. And and you have these two guys, Zane and, and Owens, who have been against each other in the past. Now they reunite for uh, the best situation, you know, to see how they do against the Usos, try to take down the bloodline. And obviously that got the hope up there for everyone mm-hmm. that, yeah, Roman was going to go down. That would be the end of the bloodline. And, you know, like I mentioned before, reverse psychology, that's how WWE is there. You got to think like they do. Um, but, like, that was just awesome. The pop, great match. I, I give it a five out of five star match. It was great. Right? It was great. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the, just, it. I, I think it was everything about it made that match uh, unbelievable to me. It was the the story, obviously. I mean, you're talking like a year-long story here. And, and then you have the, the connection between KO and Sammy. The connection between Sammy and Jay, Sammy and Jimmy, Sammy and Rome, all of it was just perfect. Yeah. And then KO has been sprinkled in throughout this whole year. I, I, those guys just work so well together. The chemistry is there. The crowd was just into everything that was happening. And this is what happens when you have good storytelling. I get excited about it. I can't help it. I hope yeah. I don't unplug my uh, my headset again like last time. But I will. It's it's unbelievable when you when you see all of those things come together. It's like the planets align and it's one of the best examples of pro wrestling being great. Yeah. So two things on this. Um, Number one, it's, it's the good storytelling, like you said, but I also think you got four good wrestlers in there, right. That Mm -hmm. know how to know how to wrestle in the ring and tell a good story in the ring and outside the ring. And I give a lot of credit to, to Sami Zayn. Um, Mikey, I think we mentioned this a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago on how KO and Sami Zayn were not being utilized the right way. And they right. should be, be, be bigger and, and higher superstars than they were. And I mean, it's clear now, like I think Sami Zayn and I'm going to give you a comparison and you can debate it with me, but I think Sami Zayn is very similar to a Chris Jericho, right? Understands the um, like how to work in the ring, but also understands how to work outside the ring. Like he was on the stone cold uh, broken skull sessions and he was talking about the jackass match mm-hmm. and that jackass match really kind of propelled him. And he mm-hmm. was, able, it might've been the best, one of the best matches on the card that year. And since then, you know, he's really just taken off and he's a very smart guy. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, having him and KO as, as champions, like it, you could have debated because I know it was a big thing that you know Sami Zayn should have been going up against Roman at this WrestleMania, and I, I, um, I, I wouldn't have disagreed with you. So well, and then and then the other thing is that uh, Zayn should have won the title in Montreal, um, <clears throat> in his hometown. There, a lot of people say that. Um, you know, it, this was also the first WrestleMania since WrestleMania one to have the uh, event close with the tag team match. That's mm-hmm. never happened since then. You know, Hogan, Mr. T, Piper, and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Um, yep. So that was historic in its own right, right there. And and the fact that you were able to tell a story where there's so much investment for the tag team titles like that to close it out, that's amazing. And like you said, uh, Vito, with the, the, the four wrestlers there, they're all so talented. Um, it's really – it's and, and then they get involved the night after. You know, Zayn and – uh, Owens come out there to to go to the aid of Cody Rhodes, who were getting absolutely annihilated by the Usos there, and it's just really good stuff to go forward here. How this is all going to play out, um, yeah. 
I, I mean, th- there's so much to look at, and you know, I, I know the word is that Triple H wants to split the titles. So if he's going to split the undis- the Universal and the WWE Championship, they're going to probably split the tag team titles again too, which mm-hmm. I think you should do um, if you're going to have these two brands. If not, then just one champion. But yep. um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, I don't, I'm not sure where it's going to go, but uh, I, all I know is night one ended just like beautifully to me. I yep. thought it was great. It was just a great ending. And so we got the feel good ending and then we got the uh, we got the heartbreak on night two. But yeah, um, and, and you know what, guys, I'll tell you the the Cody Roman match going into it to everybody in mm-hmm. the crowd, I would say, and I'm not 99 percent pro Cody yeah. and maybe one percent Roman. It was like, wow, um, you know, it was really just amazing. Every time Cody had a good move, uh, anything like that on Roman just exploded. And if Roman got a big move on Cody, just absolutely booed. Uh, the entrance, obviously, too, is all mm-hmm. so Cody. Oh, and right. just, yeah, freaking WWE, they do it again. They break your heart, you know? <laughs> well, you know what's even a great testament, though, is did you ever think at this moment we'd be sitting here, like, applauding the fact that Roman got booed? <laughs> I know, right? There was a time where we were like, what the hell is it going to take for this guy to get cheered? Why every time this guy walks out, he's getting booed. Well, you know what? And here's the thing. So it's funny you said that because I was thinking about this yesterday because when Vince was trying to get Roman over like hell mm-hmm. and it just wouldn't work. Um, I mean, it took Roman, what, three chances to get through Brock Lesnar to finally win, right? And um, it just it wasn't over with the crowd. And now uh, that's what I fear here. Like, yes, he is over. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But I think the crowd may be at a point where they could start booing him again if they're just not I mean, like there are some Roman fans, trust me. Yeah, but there yeah, won't yeah. be it won't be the same ones there. Like it, it too much to go against him, not for him. And I yeah. you might be going full circle on that if they if WWE does not change the title sooner than later. Well, let me bring up this point. I, I, I heard this online and it, it really makes a, a great point. If you think about the Undertaker's streak, right? Every time you go and you were watching WrestleMania, like you were so invested in that match because you wanted Undertaker to win, right? Yep, yep. And it's kind of right now, you're kind of in the opposite side where you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I want Roman Reigns to lose, right? Like right. I want, so you're going to be more invested in that match to see who's going to end up beating him because it's become a, a such a big thing. Um, I thought it was a really good comparison because it's true, right? Like it's, yeah. it's true. It, oh, it's true. It's true. All right. Yeah, no, they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, they definitely, that's it. You want to know uh, who he's going to lose to and when, and that's yeah. to WWE's credit. They got us hook, line and sinker right here. They've got us, uh, you know, for the viewer to see when it's going to happen. So obviously the, the Cody thing uh, to, kind of work his way back up to the top is huge but also where you just don't know when it's going to happen and yeah. i i think the safe bet is i mean you look at the calendar wwe is going to be in puerto rico next month i don't think they're going to change the title there nope. put, right roman may not even be on that card he might not even be on there you know yeah. uh then they're in london for money in the bank i highly doubt they would change it over there um SummerSlam is probably your best bet. SummerSlam yeah, is probably your best bet. Detroit. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah, and, and that will be over 1,000 days, too, for Roman at that point. Personally, I just want him. I, I want to wait a year. Just give him a whole another year. You want to go another year, what, huh? Cody can do it again. <laughs> run it back. Well, let him try to do it again. Well, He's got to run through Seth. He's got to. I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they, they have to have him and, and Sammy eventually have a confrontation. I mean, these guys have been been like hanging around that title, hanging around Roman. I, I don't know. I just feel like maybe this is where Sammy tries to, at, at some point, when the titles are off him, because like, I don't imagine him and KO will be champions forever. Those guys are definitely yeah. singles competitors. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I just I have all this rummaging around in my head. It's very scattered right now. But I'll it, in, my, in my mind, I do believe that there's going to be, Cody will have to go through Sammy at some point to get to Roman. Well, Roman even did say, too, he goes, we're only in the third inning right now. It's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. what does yeah. that mean? How long are I, they going? I wonder what they have planned. I, that that actually has right. me intrigued. Is sort of just what do they have planned here, even if the crowd is pissed off and they start giving them that go-away heat, you know, oh, not yeah. just heel heat, you know. But exactly. we'll, we'll see. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. So, well, all right, before we close up, let me just ask you guys this. Where does this mania rank for you? Ooh, I know, a- I know, I know, just dropping it on you. Well, I'll tell you right now, if if that, if the last match, Cody and Roman, if it were a clean finish, it would probably be in my top five. Um, I get it a top ten. I'll give it a top ten one. Okay. Um, it, it's in there, though. It, it's definitely a, a good match. I, I just... I just look at that match. It should have been a clean finish no matter what. I hate the dirty mm-hmm. finish. Um, and that, that bothers me. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll put it in my top ten to be safe. i got to really think of all my, the best yeah. manias, but it's it's right there, top ten. How about you guys? Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to compare, though, right? I would say over the last probably five or six WrestleManias, it, it would probably be the better one. Um, yeah. You know, but... but it's hard to compare two nights versus one because you get a chance to have many more matches, which you could get better matches, right? Mm-hmm, like you have right. a better chance of doing that. Um, so I, I would say comparably to a lot of the most recent ones, it definitely stands out. And even just the hype going into it felt big. Everything just felt bigger um, going into this WrestleMania. Um, but it's hard to compare to like a WrestleMania 17 or like a, a WrestleMania 19, you know, like it's, it's hard to compare that because there was less matches. It's just a different, different breed, different eras. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah totally. that's the other thing too. It's 17. Like I know everyone puts that at the top. It was a great one. It's that ending. It's that yeah. ending again. It's like, I can't yeah, put that number one. Yeah. I can't, can't yeah. do it. Yeah. You know? Oh my great. God. That is kind of funny, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I would probably put it, I, I would say it's probably top 10, maybe top seven. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's, I'm like, I can think of other ones that I probably like more, you know? So, but it was, but it was good nonetheless, but it's a, I like asking this question cause it is hard. It's, yeah. it's all subjective and you're just like, well, depending on where the wind's blowing today, I could be saying oh, it's a top three, you know? Right. <laughs> so, right. Right. <laughs> Now, here, here's the question for you guys. Are you guys going to WrestleMania 40 next year in Philadelphia? Road okay. trip. So I, I've actually, I've just been talking with my wife about this, and she wants to go. But at Really? The same, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kristen is all about it. But at the same time, we realize that it's in Philadelphia in early April. And, yeah. and I'm having flashbacks to when I went for 29 at MetLife, and it was – Oh, New York in early April. And I was like, you know, it was nice during the day. And then it the sun went down. 
and there was like some drizzles here and there. It was just one of those. It was like that that springtime in the Northeast, and so that's what I worry about. Is you know Philadelphia can, is also a wild card like Boston is, where you know it's yeah. it's early April, but it could there could be snow. <laughs> and, I know. You know, which would be a very interesting mania. You know, but um, so we're we're going back and forth about it. I know I know initially we want to. So that's, I think that's, uh, the plan right now is probably yes. You are playing with fire with the weather here in the Northeast in the spring. There's no how to plan that. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if that's an invite, Sarge, the three of us are in. (laughs) All right, let's go. Let's do it. it. I love it. I love it. Last year I had to, I could only swing night two um, because of my duties with the, the crafts and the revolution. And we had a, we had a game on that Saturday. This year, I was able to uh, get enough notice and uh, bang out of the revs. So I went both nights. It was California. I can't go out there for one night for quite a while. Yeah, right. No. Part right. of the country. Philly I could just drive down. Um, right. And yeah, and Dallas, it was pretty cool, too, because uh, it all worked out well. I, I went right after. I went Sunday morning and got off the plane literally right over to the uh, the access session, and the undertaker was doing signing. So that was awesome. A great way to kick off oh, my day at mania it was perfect hell yeah dude yeah oh man well let's, let's all right wrestlemania countdown has begun so would you yeah <laughs> i just told it down we're, we're, yeah we're, we're like stanley and pretzel day you know like 364 <laughs> days until the next one so. <laughs> right that's it oh. so uh you know mike i just want to say thank you so much for coming back on again man we no, really thank you guys i love doing i love working with you guys you're awesome and i appreciate you having me and and and, and talking wrestling with you guys two great fans like yourselves and and uh you know if we can sit down and talk wrestling that's a good thing that's a good day mm-hmm. right and uh to have fun about it and just uh you may not agree with everyone all the time but we're able to talk about it and that's uh life can't get much better than that in my book yeah yeah i will you know before before you go uh mike can you you know remind the listeners where they can find you sure appreciate that twitter and instagram at sarge on a five just put some uh, mania pictures up uh on the instagram uh check it out there and um if you're coming to a revs game uh we are three or four games into this the season at home right now and, and please come on and say hello let me know if you're there and coming soon is the nfl draft then we'll be full uh football season right after that too but uh yeah check it out there our social media and uh, occasionally over at the sports hub too but uh mainly all with the uh, craft group right now so thank you guys very much i appreciate you all right thank strutting you. from gorilla <laughs> all right mike thank you so much for joining us today and i want to say thank you to everyone who's listening to today's episode uh, we want you guys to continue to keep an eye on your podcast feeds. We got some more episodes coming your way. Uh, but until next time, keep on strutting, jabronis. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.